0: everybody. I'm Peter, and you can call me Old Master. He goes by Jabba. It's Mike. How's it going, Mike?
1: Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> it's not what I go by, but I'll take it.
0: I call him Jabba because he's slimy. Um, our guests are giants in the Star Wars po- podcast community, hosts of Star Wars Minute, founders of the movie by minute podcast format, and so much more. Let's welcome Pete the Retailer and Alex Robinson. How you doing? Hey,
2: everyone. Ooh. How are you? Great. Mm-hmm. We are um, good. It's me. <laughs> yeah. It's him. It's Alex. Hello there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so how do you describe Star Wars Minute to people?
2: Hmm. Um, usually as, uh, like, <clears throat> recently I think I've been saying it's, uh, I, I usually do it kind of in stages First, like, yeah, I do a, you know, a podcast and then <laughs> Then it's like, well, what, what kind of... podcast? Nah, it's a Star Wars podcast. And then it's like, oh, really? What? And then it's like, well, we do a thing. Which, you know, I, slowly I have to break out the information. So it's not just kind of like, yeah, we do this crazy thing where we watch every minute. And uh, it's a little overwhelming, I think,
1: to people. Uh, you're slowly just searching for the lowest common denominator with each question. Okay, right. they, know what a, yeah. they know what a podcast is. Next up.
3: <laughs> I would say a movie podcast. Sometimes it mm-hmm. just
2: ends there. You know, it's like, yeah, I do a podcast. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you
1: ever said,
0: told someone like, oh yeah, I do a Star Wars podcast with no context and then they check it out and just come back to you like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> I think they know <laughs> to stay
3: away at that point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty <laughs> beautiful. much.
0: Cool. Um, well, we don't have any announcements or anything. We're about to finish up our season. This is a two-part episode, Twilight of the Apprentice. Mike, are you ready to jump into this?
1: Yeah, I'm ready uh, for this episode uh pete and alex you ready to jump in sure Sure. i think i'm ready (laughs) that's about all we can hope for (laughs) (laughs) sure we're fine
0: (laughs) cool so this is season two episode 21 part one Twilight of the Apprentice from Wikipedia: Ezra, Kanan, and Ahsoka arrive at Malachor, a seemingly dead world and home to an ancient Sith temple. But they are not alone. Paths cross, destinies change, and fates are fulfilled.
1: Peter, can you can you recap what's been going on to this point?
0: Yeah, I think it's good. There's a little bit of context. This is a meaty episode, so. Let's try to tackle it. So a couple episodes ago, during a shroud of darkness, Ezra, Kanan, and Ahsoka returned to the Jedi Temple on Lothal, where Ezra's growing powers allowed him to communicate with Yoda. He asked Yoda how to defeat Vader and the Sith, and Yoda reluctantly told him to go to Malachor.
1: Okay. So that's where we are at the start of this 21st episode of season two. Jeez. Too many episodes it's cute
0: <laughs> yeah i know we shouldn't complain <laughs> yeah how many episodes have you done so far
2: us uh, yeah
3: he, he was like i
2: thought you were asking each other i was like hmm. <laughs> um yeah we're at uh
3: is it eight something oh boy it's, see we're on hiatus right now so i don't even know <laughs> our brains are mushy oh so yeah. you've done
2: eight episodes cool yeah eight, eight
3: eight and oh. a half
1: maybe something like that I don't know. <laughs> that's not bad all right, so in the, in the 800s for sure. hmm Jeez. I have a hard time tackling one a week. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we are on the ship, beginning. We're on the Ghost. We have um, Captain Rex talking to Ahsoka, and they are headed towards Malachor. Are you sure about this? Yes. Ahsoka, you don't have
2: to go to Malachor alone. I could be there in two rotations.
1: I'm not alone, Rex. You know.
2: I could have ordered you to take me alone. Yeah,
0: a really cool little Easter egg thing that I liked was they're talking over Holovid, and she, uh, Rex says he wants to go on the mission. Ahsoka says no, and he says, "Well, I outrank you," and something blah blah blah. And he says, "In my book, experience outranks everything." Which did you know? In the Clone Wars movie, the very first time they met, when Ahsoka was a little girl. That's what he told her then.
1: So if you're a captain and I'm a Jedi, then technically I outrank you, right?
2: In my book, experience outranks everything.
1: Well,
3: if experience outranks everything, I guess I better start getting some. You don't exactly outrank me anymore.
2: In my book, experience outranks everything.
3: <laughs> then I definitely outrank you.
1: May the force be with you oh interesting, interesting. Uh, didn't
0: know that go into that knowing that seems ominous that they're bringing <laughs> that
2: back oh that's a good one this i'm I'm a I, as a bad star wars uh fan not a bad <laughs> star wars fan but as a uh, mm, curmudgeonly uh mm-hmm. set in my ways star wars fan i you know i've i've not really watched uh rebels or clone wars and i tend to get them a little bit confused <laughs> so fair. this didn't help that that turn this on the first thing i see is ahsoka i was like wait a minute this is i thought this was the other one okay well hang on a second yeah season yeah. two
1: is definitely a little incestuous between mm. if that's the word i'm <laughs> going with
2: it's star wars it's supposed to be
0: yeah, yeah. You, sh- you probably shouldn't sure. use that term um, uh, <laughs> because I was doing some research in this point right now and I searched for Rex and Ahsoka in Google and okay. you know how it has the autocorrect. Let me tell you the things that came up when I did that. Uh, Rex and Ahsoka is the first result. Cool. Second one, Rex and Ahsoka fan fiction. Okay. Third one, Rex and Ahsoka pregnant. I don't know mm. which one's pregnant in that situation. Rex mm. and Ahsoka kiss. And then Rex and Ahsoka lemon. What does that even mean?
2: hmm lemon lemon uh,
3: is that like I, uh 30 rock you know like <laughs>
0: shipping rex lemon <laughs> liz lemon's bro- brother perfect All right. All um right. <laughs> so ezra asks why everyone's so worried about Malakor, and Kanan explains that malachor was off limits to jedi to which ezra wonders why yoda would send them to a planet that was off limit to jedi
1: yeah. Do you know what line I really like in this little sequence is that uh, Ahsoka says she kind of is backing up Yoda and says there's always a bit of truth in legends. And I'm kind of, I was like <laughs> hoping this is like a meta statement from like Dave Filoni. Like, oh, well, there's always a little legends. bit of truth in legends because there is a lot of stuff that was built in legends in this episode. I mean, holocrons, right? Those first appeared in like in legends and that's mm-hmm. kind of been Redcon So I'm wondering if. Yeah. Is that a meta statement? I don't know. It could be. I'm going to answer my own question. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think
1: so. Yeah.
0: That's astute, actually, because
3: Malachor showed up in Legends first. We'll get to that a little later, but. I think it's a way of giving false, cruel hope to the people <laughs> who are holding out that they're going <laughs> to scrap the current Disney canon and go back to the old EU. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. This is gonna be. It's gonna be on the nerd flag forever. If there, <laughs> there's, there's truth in <laughs> legends, <laughs> right.
2: in Latin, somehow. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, no, yeah, uh, Arab- Arabic. Oh, and Aurobesh, yeah. Uh, Aurobesh yeah. yeah. of Latin, so, right? Yeah. Translated
2: uh, into Latin, and then transliterated into arabish
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then into Imper- high imperial, so we can read it.
2: Right. Or uh, what was the? Futhark or something. What's the, what's the one with the dots and bubbles? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know.
0: What is, I've never heard of that word in my life. And I pride myself on being pedantic <laughs> about star Wars.
2: There's Futhark and Futhork, I think. And one <laughs> is, one is a formal version. And one, I think it's the, I think, I don't know. Oh, is that the name, huh. like the actual name of high Imperial or whatever? No, huh. I think it's some weird other, uh, it, Point is, it's not appearing in this episode, so we can, we can move on. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> we'll do That's a deep some homework, dive on it yeah. later. <laughs> so they
0: are preparing to land on Malachor. As they approach the planet, Chopper tells them that he detects another ship, and the crew realizes that someone else is seeking the secrets on Malachor. Kanan yeah. orders Chopper to find the second ship while the Jedi explore
1: the planet. I'm a big fan of that shot of them landing on Malachor. Um, mm. and automatically the first thing I thought of when I say, see these like large black spires I don't really, really even know what they are yeah. is like the monoliths from 2001 It's like when my mind went to right away
3: mm-hmm. I thought it was a really cool uh, setting I, I wish they did more stuff like that in the movies you know really yeah. alien looking places as opposed to like oh here's you know a casino planet here's a
1: <laughs> ocean well, planet yeah. I'm waiting for Walmart planet <laughs> <laughs> I think we already live on Walmart planet. Oh, wow. bird! <laughs> Politics. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, there's. I wasn't able to verify this anywhere, but I read somewhere that so they they go up to this crater thing, which I agree looks really really cool. But it's solid. It's like what what the water would be. It looks like it's filled in with gray water, but it's solid. And someone wrote that they think that's raw carbonite, which I think mm. is an interesting touch. Mm. I was I couldn't okay. verify it, but like natu- the natural state of carbonite was like
1: draw banthing gas.
0: <laughs> yeah. But this is a beautiful episode, especially when they fall down into the little cavern. I'm I was blown away by the visuals of this. Yeah.
1: Definitely, especially coming from like we're always on Lothal, which is basically just Tatooine.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like so Tatooine nice. with grass. Yeah. Um speaking of falling, Ezra touches one of those spire thingies <clears throat> and they it, the ground kind of bursts and they fall through it.
1: Um, it. Really easy to open, by the way.
0: Yeah, I know. Not very secretive. <laughs> also, that's a large drop. I don't understand how they were able to survive that. They just kind of walk off from it.
3: Yeah, I wondered that. Uh, I noticed that, too. And, I, of course, everyone's going to say, well, they use the force to push in their fall. <laughs> the force. Yeah. Y- yeah. But uh, it seems very kind of cartoony. <laughs> well, yeah. literally and figuratively. <laughs> it seems very cartoony. Yeah, totally.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of that in Rebels where, like, the f- a lot of instances where it's like, that should have been an automatic death.
3: <laughs> Is it always falling?
1: Yeah. I don't know how they're not flickering yeah. three times and fading away after that. Like, <laughs> but they, they perpetually survive those. Yeah. They do fall a lot.
3: Yeah, it's funny how that, I don't think they would do that, like, if a boulder landed on them, they wouldn't have them, like, <laughs> you know, crawl out from under. Whoo, that was, that hurt. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> Like a outline of inside the
2: boulder,
1: you know, like yeah. lands on him, and then the force he kind of pushes it off with the force, and there's a little Ezra-shaped. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you're hitting on one of my biggest critiques of the show, which why isn't there more falling pianos? So yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you're here with me. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so um, whatever space pianos, whatever the <laughs> what what a piano is called in Star Wars, space pianos.
0: Uh, oh, yeah. it's actually yeah. called a malachord no,
1: there you Star Wars minute. The <laughs> end. That's the groan I live for. Um, you're destined. You're destined to be a father. I know, right? <laughs> um,
0: so the, the I found out. I don't. I'm, I'm resting on my Greek mythology, but I thought this concept was kind of cool. That them falling this level, and then later in the episode, Ezra falls another level. Um, that was inspired oh. heavily. Was that Dante? maybe is that Greek? i don't, know. Dante, I don't you're, know you're the literary person but it, <laughs> it is um
1: here.
0: the i guess hades in greek mythology has three levels and so dave Filoni is trying to represent like the further you fall down the closer you're getting to hell mm. oh. so meaning that the old master at the end is maybe the devil oh. <laughs> politics and religion that's what you come here for <laughs> Um, Oh,
1: that's interesting. Yeah, I I thought so. I don't know if I like that thoughtfulness or if I think it's like unnecessary. I it's it's tough. I guess you're creating a show and you're trying to be artful and thoughtful. And okay. my decision is I like it.
2: Yeah, it doesn't if it was heavy handed, if it was, you know, somehow more kind of explicitly like the hellscape, you know, I mean, it, it, it is pretty. You know, it's it's red light and lava rocks and whatever else and it. So, so it is a little bit yeah. like hellish, but it's not like, uh, I don't know. It's not over the top. It's not. Uh, <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: What know. if they fell in slow motion and it's just like
0: running with the devil?
2: <laughs> <laughs> that Would that be, be too good. on the nose? Now I'm liking it more. Falling <laughs> yeah. with the devil.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so underneath they see a Sith temple which i thought this design was pretty cool yeah i love this what do you all think about that yeah well
2: it i like yeah uh, i'm trying to separate the design artistically and design kind of narratively mm-hmm. um you know artistically i think it's great i think it's a cool you know especially like you said like it's different than some of the stuff that we've seen in star wars um so far mm-hmm. um i i i Do you have a hard time, kind of? And this goes for this is part of me again, (laughs) the the constant theme of me being a curmudgeon. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have a hard time. I don't. I don't really like them. Kind of codifying all the mystery and and making it like you know like they're they're turning my space opera into high fantasy too much with a lot (laughs) of this stuff. And I don't. I don't. I don't care for that. I agree. That that so that that
0: brings up a good point. I find that. There are a couple, I mean, two people, two camps. I hate that. But hmm. there are people who have two camps that love like the mysticism and the world building and things like that. And then some people are just like, I want my nuts and bolts. I want my droids. I want my spaceships. And that's what I want. Um, I don't know if I've ever asked you, Mike, where, where do you fall
3: in that camp?
1: Um, I, I'm going to upset you. I, I kind of... I, Kind of in both there, uh, because there are things I love <laughs> Two about the myst- camps. Yeah, <laughs> I'm an empathetic person. Okay, <laughs> um, there are things I love about the mysticism and Clone Wars brings in a lot of that. Like at first, I hated what they did to the like the, how they embodied the Force between the son and the daughter and the father, and it just seemed like it almost seemed too like I don't know anchored in like our real world religion in a way. Mm-hmm. And it almost took something I thought was like very like Buddhist Taoist about the forest and turned it almost kind of like Greek and almost Catholic at the same time. I know I'm getting like a little too deep on there, but I guess that's what we do. (laughs) Um, And so I felt really conflicted about it um, because like I said, it just all feels like derivative of like religion and mythology that already exists which I guess is what um, Lucas did. I mean, it's very Joseph yeah. Campbell, and I fan- like in that way. But I don't know. I go back and forth. Ask yeah. me tomorrow. Different answer.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, if I can chime in, I, I agree with you. I, I, I feel like I'm in the same boat there. It's not. It's a boat that travels between two camps. If you yeah. want <laughs> ex- extend that metaphor,
3: <laughs> Um <laughs> that elaborate. Yeah.
2: Um, but it it, it there is too much. Again, it's that codification of it that makes it, you know, I I like the mysticism and the kind of, uh, uh, you know, the fantasy of it in that just having it be fantasy and having it be its own, you know, this like, oh yeah, it's just, it's a vague force. Hmm. But but like Mm -hmm. you said, kind of grounding it in, you know, too much, like either binding it too much directly to either... You know, Earth religion is an Earth mythology, or just even just like I said, you know, that codification where it's like, okay, well, you know, there's like a, the the when it started out, and they're talking about oh, this is you know, having a planet be forbidden to Jedi is just exactly in that ballpark of stuff that makes me groan a little bit. <laughs> it's like you know, and and the Sith rules and stuff like that. I don't know it's all stuff that I don't go for because it's too, it's it's kind of fleshing out something that's supposed to be a little, you know, ethereal and mystical and, and not, um, yeah, uh, not so rote, if, if that makes any sense.
1: Yeah. Well, it's taking the unknown, which in itself is really cool and making it known, which then it just sets itself up for disappointment. <laughs> like, <Right. laughs> there's just no way you're going to satisfy everyone with an explanation. You're just not. Yeah, so, exactly. That's fair. Alex, do you, how do you feel about the myth- mysticism?
3: Uh, i'm generally against it and i like i kind of agree with you guys like the vaguer they keep it the the better but i think that's part of the problem of taking what was originally a fairy tale type story and then trying to make it function as a real like world you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, i think that's just an inherent problem with it it's just like i want the more fairy tale star wars without like Mm. I don't wanna know how the what the munchkins do for money or anything like that. Like just show <laughs> me no, cool st- oh. no,
2: no, I'm not gonna sleep tonight, wondering if to for money. How does one well, so
1: that actually sounds amazing? I wanna yeah. I wanna see a whole movie about the munchkins, munchkins union and how they have to like deal with like yeah. labor disputes or like healthcare. Yeah. Everyone knows that they use lollipops for money.
3: Mm. Uh, it's funny to right. imagine the alternate yeah. universe where instead of Star Wars nerds, everyone became Wizard of Oz nerds. <laughs> People argue about huh. that kind of stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I do love that second Wizard of Oz movie. It's really creepy.
3: Mm.
2: <laughs> Wait, the one from like 1925 or whatever?
1: Like the really, really old one. Yeah. Or there was like a, and I don't know if anyone else remembers this, there were like guys with super long legs that had wheels at the ends of them. I remember,
0: what I know what you're talking that's about. You're, I remember watching it when I was a kid and it freaked me out. But 70s and 80s any maybe. Details.
2: Oh yeah, Return to Oz? Yeah, maybe that's yeah. what it is. Oh yeah, I was making a joke about it because there was a lot of other attempts at Wizard of Oz before
3: yeah. uh, the,
2: the famous one. Oh. Um, so like in the, there's one, uh, I'm trying to remember, there, there's old silent ones uh, that predate this by like, you know, significantly.
3: I think there's one where Oliver Hardy plays the Tin Man. Yeah, it was before he was famous for Laurel and Hardy. Like he was, right. Like, wow. He, he's uh, just a guy. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> he's just Hardy. Not,
1: not to brag or anything, but I saw, <laughs> and I'm going to. Uh, I saw Doris Day at a grocery store just two days ago. Wow. Speaking of old film stars, <laughs> I felt really proud that I knew who it was my wow, wife. Wow, cool like, hey, that's brag, Do- bro. That's Doris Day. She says, "Who's that?" And I said don't worry about it i know
0: (laughs) (laughs) um i just want to go on the record too that you guys would hate our podcast (laughs) because i mean i'm pretty sure we had a 20 minute long segment at one point about the currency exchange rate
3: in the universe (laughs) of star wars oh no that's fun yeah Yeah, i we've had plenty of conversations okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) was good (laughs) self-conscious No, but no. I don't want to know
2: about the, you know, it's the, it's the mystery, Ooh. the mystical mm. stuff needs to stay mystical. And then the, the, like you said, nuts and bolts stuff, like, yeah, let's, let's find out more about that. Let's have the, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we were, we're always joking about a, well, joking, but we're always <laughs> kind of pining for, a, you know, Star Wars West Wing or something like yeah. that. It's just like, <sighs> yeah, let's just get the, you know, the bureaucracy. Show me more, about, show me more of that. <laughs> Show me, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to tease me with the, you know, taxation of uh, trade routes is in dispute. Like, let's, let's, let's lay it out.
3: You know what I want to see? I want to see the Star Wars 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like a couple, like 15 minute stories, depicting <laughs> stuff that's happening. You know, right. Then you could really get a range of, you could get stories about the financial side. You could get human interest. You could get... Mm-hmm politics who do you think the andy
1: rooney would be in that in that situation <laughs> that's
2: Still what old. i was <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
1: so uh, i went uh, straight to Watto for some reason uh, oh, okay just someone who's good at complaining <laughs> it?
0: um so i want to talk about these statues that yeah. they walk by i think this is a really cool touch um ezra walks the the crew walks by these kind of weird statues and they see lightsabers on the ground and they realize they're fallen ancient warriors and their lightsabers.
2: Yeah. It's kind of like uh, Pompeii or something. Yeah.
0: I've got to imagine that was the, that was the inspiration for it. Um, it's a really cool touch. And so I did a little bit of research. We'll, we'll do a deep dive on this. So we'll go too far into it, but there was a thing called the great scourge of Malachor that happened thousands of years before the galactic civil war. Um, where there's this massive battle between Jedi and this Sith witch that was holed up in that (laughs) temple. Sith witch. (laughs) (laughs) Sith witch.
1: I love Sith. I like pastrami Sith witch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But she had a big old army in this temple, and they actually built a weapon in the temple that was powered by Kyber crystals. That was like a super weapon, which we'll see. Mm. A little bit more of in the next episode, but I guess during the battle, the weapon fired, misfired, and killed everyone on the planet, including oh the Sith and the Jedi. So that's what all these people are—they're left over from that battle.
1: Okay, <laughs> uh, that sounds interesting. Yeah, intense.
3: <laughs> all
1: right. How long do
3: lightsabers? Like, do lightsabers not rust or like? They can sit around for thousands of years and be
1: well. Well, we see an example of one like just here in this episode. The next, I mean, as we're moving through this, mm-hmm. Ezra goes and picks up a few lightsabers and like that green one that basically looks like Kylo Ren's lightsaber, but green activates, but then like kind of flickers and dies.
3: Oh, so yeah, says, like just enough so juice it's... for one more. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought that artistically that was a cool
0: touch because it. I mean, it establishes without them having to say it that they were Jedi, right? Because flickers the green but you don't want it to be on the whole time, raise those questions about battery power. <laughs> yeah. So that way, you know, instantly, oh yeah, these are a bunch of dead
1: Jedi. Why hmm. don't you take those lightsabers? That was my biggest thing. I was like, take those.
0: <laughs> yeah, Kyber Crystals seem to be really valuable in this universe. So, I mean, just, why don't you just stockpile those, sell them on the black market.
1: Yeah. All
3: right. That, that so, doesn't sound like the Jedi thing
0: to
2: do. somebody else's job to go through.
0: <laughs> India, gonna
1: come we, to Yeah, the Indiana Jones.
2: There you go. Yeah, the Indiana Jones. Oh, Which man.
1: is the, uh, in the Star Wars universe, would be Dr. Afra. If anyone's reading mm. those comic books, she is yeah. the Indiana Jones of Star Wars. Right. She's interesting. I don't know. Well, people give her a lot of crap. And I I, I think that, I don't want to say why I think they give her crap, <laughs> but I think she's cool. I don't know. I think we know. Isn't yeah.
3: she more like the evil ind- Isn't she more like Belloc?
1: Well, and so in the in the recent progressions, get real nerdy here, push up my glasses. Um, in the last couple that have come out, she's like making these turns on like moral and ethical decisions. So she's kind of going in a different direction.
3: So She's like how Indiana Jones would be if they made like a prequel, like before he turned into a good guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly.
0: How Indiana Jones would be if he worked for Hitler for a while. Right. Because Afro works for Vader for a while.
1: Yeah, she feels really guilty about it, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Okay, so moving on, we have Ezra kind of going through. He picks up some lightsabers, and right before they can begin exploring, we have an Inquisitor jumping into the scene. Right before the Inquisitor jumps in, I love this though, um, Ezra says, and this line is cut off, why is Kane in such a, and then it cuts <laughs> off and I'm wondering what we think. What do you guys think he was going to say there? Hunk. <laughs> okay. We have one for hunk. Uh, yeah,
2: I'm, I'm kind of measuring my response between my personal being a wise ass and and what I think he might actually be. <laughs> we you always know. encourage wise assery here. So, yeah. um, no i don't know i probably something see now i'm gonna go back into curmudgeon but <laughs> it would probably be some some muted oath that sounds kind of like something that we would say here on earth but then mixed in with something that's way familiar in star wars
3: mm. oh yeah um, bantha jockey yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well wait don't, let's not get <laughs> don't talk <laughs>
0: about mothers here <laughs> Uh, so, speaking of that Inquisitor jumping, um, I found out the race of that Inquisitor is a Torellian Jango jumper. <laughs> what?
1: what? <laughs> a Torellian Jango jumper? It's from
0: Clone Wars. We saw one once. And so, okay. the under like attributes, it says they're known for their springy jump. Hmm. It's a Tigger. <laughs> yeah, there you go.
3: So, that's
0: a uh, silly...
3: All right. Yep. So do you think Django is named in honor of <laughs> like is is it, is it like naming him like Cub or something? You know, like a name of, of an animal? Mm. I mean, mm. Or Joey.
2: <laughs> Joey. Joey Fett. <laughs> <laughs> Have,
0: Have we ever seen Django jump? Oh yeah. Sure. Well, with the jetpack on. Huh. Yeah. Checks out to me. It's an old code yeah. checks out. In a
1: Django gym? Mm. I like the uh what we see. So as the scenes progressing, we see Ezra. He's falling through this hole. So the Inquisitor comes up. Right. Mm-hmm. They begin to battle. This uh, I don't know. It's poor. Uh, someone didn't do a good job building the temple. Ezra falls <laughs> through a hole, and he gets stuck down there. As Ahsoka and Kanan kind of push on and pursue the Inquisitor, um, and we meet someone in a dark cavern under the Sith temple. Sure. I'll catch up as
0: soon as I figure out where I am. I know where you are.
2: You're with me. <laughs> Please put your weapon away. I
1: I mean you no harm. We don't know who it is yet. Um, And this scene reminds me a lot. I don't know if anyone else picked this up, but I'm always thinking about movies of Aladdin, <laughs> where Aladdin's in jail and this old man's like, let me help you.
3: Uh,
1: yeah. And I make Aladdin references to rebels all the time because it feels so Aladdin to me totally yeah, totally
3: yeah mm. I could see that
0: yeah one thing I'll say about this mysterious stranger is his Sagarera impression is on point <laughs> how fortunate side effect is one tends to lose one's mind
3: all right <laughs> I uh I hadn't uh, when this episode first aired I hadn't been watching rebels for a while because I don't know hey me either <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: wait Does, ever wait Pete have you ever watched Rebels? Is this is your first one uh, I think I watched like the
2: first two or three one day when we were you know, sitting around doing nothing, but uh,
0: that's great. Nothing.
2: Yeah. We actually have on people who have never
0: seen rebels before or have seen very little and it's usually fine, but this is a very dense episode well, to it's jump into finale. I know. How are you yeah. feeling? You're right.
2: Do this one. Uh, I it's, we- it's weird. It's uh, weird. I'm not, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm trying not to be uh, again. I'm, I'm, mixed, mm-hmm. uh, trying to be fair. Yeah. Well, we welcome your candid
0: responses. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Alex, we interrupted you. You had a thought.
3: No, no I was just to say that when, uh, mall sh- the, so I, for some reason, everyone's like, Oh, you should watch the finale cause, uh, mm-hmm. Darth Vader's in it and stuff or whatever. And, uh, and so when I watch this, I didn't know the, th- I was only dimly aware that Maul was still alive and so on, but this totally got me re-energized to watch rebels again. And so I was excited to watch season two. And then I watched a few episodes and I was like, oh yeah, this, that was just like kind of like a <laughs> momentary peak, but um, it was an outlier. Yeah but yeah. uh, i it, love the mall stuff i think it's uh, if anything he kind of reminds me of like an evil version of yoda in empire yeah mm. he's like playing totally. this kind of like oh guy yeah. and he's like come come with me i'll sh- you know i'll show Interesting. you Interesting. Know, there's he's, a lot of direct references
2: that sort of how this mirrors him kind of uh, you know some of the dialogue is exactly kind of a mirror of 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 luke's dialogue with yoda and i was, oh. I was impressed by that i thought it was cool yeah. yeah, that's a good point. And I didn't really think about
0: it, but you know, he has the cane too. And I think we don't see him ignite the lightsaber until the next episode. But his cane acts as a lightsaber as well. And wasn't that a thing they were going to do with Yoda too in the I prequels? I think originally. Yeah, that
1: his cane yeah. would be his lightsaber. Oh, yeah, yeah they, never, they never actually did. I also really, something that I really was bummed they never put in the movie because it sounded so stupid was how Yoda pretends to act crazy at the end of Revenge <sighs> of the Sith like mm-hmm. takes on this character and that kind of also really yeah. resonates with the mall character right here too
0: yeah right. oh do you mean like with the wookies like yeah. when they're
1: running you like yeah hmm.
2: oh yeah that's interesting i hear he has good relations with the Wookies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh,
0: um so the old master slash mall i don't think they're really trying to hide it that much so it's not that big of a secret
1: no um, that's
2: what i was wondering is that is that supposed to be a shock to anybody
1: uh, I don't think so. I think everyone pretty much right away sees that as mall, right? I'm, I, I couldn't yeah. get back into the headspace I was in when I first watched this, but I think it's automatically you kind of get that, right? You think it's just because you're critical adults? Yeah, this a to a problem. Problem. This is I'm not a kids' kid show. <laughs> it's totally a kids' show.
0: <laughs> I watched it with my wife last night, and I mean, she's she watches Star Wars. She knows who the characters are, but she's a very, very like the most casual Star Wars fan that mm. I know. And she in the second is like, "Oh, is that Mall?" So mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't think it was a big
2: secret. Okay, yeah. Uh, well, uh, that's that we were. Uh, well, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil uh, Solo anything about any uh, current movies for now. Oh, we've already oh, spoiled yeah. it, yeah. So you're fine. <laughs> okay, I just didn't want to uh, everybody's warning. day. Yeah, spoiler warning. But that that was uh, that's the sweet spot for people who were watching Solo. Apparently, mm. is you know, there's the people. Who know enough about it to be like, uh, like, wait a minute, that guy died. And then there's the people who know enough about it to be like, well, actually, he was, you know, <laughs> you know he got new legs and he came. But then mm-hmm. in between, there's the people who are just like, oh, yeah, I remember that guy from the other Star Wars. Cool. And it's like they don't have to connect the dots of like mm-hmm, yeah. wait, he died 30 years ago or anything like that. Mm-hmm. know, It's just kind of like, oh, cool. You know, and that's there's a sweet spot in there of like ignorance is bliss or whatever. It was like Uh, I'm aware of this character and it's a cool design and great. Yeah, glad to see him back.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and I have to imagine, you know, besides the people who are hardcore Star Wars fans and are watching this, a lot of the viewership is that younger kids who are, you know, it is kind of a surprise. So right, that's true. All right. So as Ezra uh, meets Old Master, as he's called, he mm-hmm. dubs himself. Um, he feels the need to hide his identity. He calls himself Jabba. Mm-hmm. Um, ugh. Which, <laughs> yeah, no, it's a rightful <laughs> ugh because this is about the third time in Rebels he's used that as his code name.
0: Well, I'm going to really. disagree with you a little bit on this because I, I, I think about, I think, Ugh, at first, but this actually I think is a cool touch because you Why can tell you
1: someone's. I don't well,
0: know. you could tell in the eyes when he says that. Maul's like, hmm, and then kind of like, okay, Jabba,
1: and no, so like, it's not you, good. I'm going to disagree. No, no, no. Wait, finish with the point. My here's point. the point.
0: <laughs> You're fired. Um, no I was just saying so I mean he's used it two or three times before and everyone's like oh okay Jabba that makes sense okay that's the blah. but I thought it was a cool touch that Maul seems to have seen through it a little bit where he's like
3: oh he totally knows who yeah I think he totally knows who Ezra is the whole time yeah Yeah. definitely
2: I'm sure he knows who Jabba is yeah I know yeah um look I mean it's it's like a weird you know it's like if you met a teenager and you're like what's your name kid and he's like uh you know John (laughs) Gotti exactly like it's a real world you know name that he was just like oh okay
1: great yeah that's my biggest problem with it was there's no everyone knows who java is like i'm never gonna say like hey what's your name like oh hi i'm i'm trump like i'm not gonna use (laughs) i'm not gonna throw out like that that big of a name yeah
3: has java shown up in rebels
1: Uh, no no not yet and he doesn't
3: no i don't think he ever does so I really hate that. I really hate that. Then,
1: yeah, they're really re- they're referenced a ton, um, but never actually seen.
3: Plus, I will say, in high school, I
0: did know a guy named Michael Jackson, and mm-hmm. so he was born in the mid '80s. So that's All absolutely
2: right. not an accident in any way. <laughs> uh,
1: so, I mean, well, maybe- based on your one experience, I'm going to take you as right.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I also knew a guy named Michael Jackson, but he was born in the kind of. Mid 70s, yeah. which is still possible, but it's less likely that he was named directly after him. Maybe.
0: Totally. Maybe was the Michael Jackson of Star Wars. There you go. We've never <laughs> heard his singing voice.
1: Comes full circle. Yeah.
0: So a character thing about Maul I like is Sam Whittier, um, who voices Maul, and behind the scenes said uh, every time he revisits Maul, because he's popped up a couple times in different series, he needs to understand like how he's evolved in the time period and figure out a new aspect of his character. So he said... This small, even though he's faking his weakness, which I think we all suspected, he's not as weak as he put on puts on. Um, he has a level of sincerity behind what he says to Ezra and his intentions, which is a new thing that he didn't have before. So it's kind of an interesting gray area where he's still bad, but he does maybe care about Ezra to some extent, which I think I, is I like, that. A touch.
1: I like that because what I was writing down in my notes was this seems like there aren't too many. Villains in Star Wars who feel like They have a really good motivation
2: The Sith The Sith Took everything from me Ripped me from my mother's arms Murdered my brother Used me as a weapon And then cast me aside Abandoned me Once I had Power
1: Now I have nothing Nothing I know how you feel i i Mm -hmm. want to know i want to like buy into your motivation a little bit and this feels like kind of this monologue he has about you know his brother being killed or you know the sith taking like giving him everything but then taking it all away and really abandoning him i was like i really like that i think that's for a star wars villain pretty deep and sophisticated like character motivation that i don't really see that often um i don't know so i buy into that
0: um, one other thing I will say about mall is I've brought this up before, but one of the things about the animation style I like about this is the, um, the eyes. I feel like they do a really, really good job animating the eyes in this series. Hmm. Um, and how expression full they are expressive. There it is. <laughs> uh, so I feel like even like basically all you can see of Maul for most of this is he has a hood on and you can see maybe one eye, sometimes two just darting around in the dark, but you can tell what he's kind of thinking the entire time. And I, th- I thought that was a really cool touch. Mm. It even goes like as far as these little subtle nods where he, he ignites a lightsaber and his eyes, his pupils dilate a little bit. I so thought that was really cool.
1: Mm. Yeah, mm, that was cool. I didn't notice that. Yep. Um, so we have the Inquisitor. The Inquisitor. We go back to the Inquisitor fight mm-hmm. um, between Ahsoka and Kanan, and who comes in to save the day? But Chopper, right? He yep. zooms in. <laughs> <laughs> this was very, you know. There's not too many parts of the Last Jedi I'm not a, just not a big fan of, and one of the parts I didn't love was BB-8 taking yeah. over like a walker.
2: Uh,
1: yeah. It just. I agree. It, it was just. It just wasn't my thing. And this was kind of one of those moments. Chopper comes in, takes over Maul's ship, downs an Inquisitor, and Ahsoka and Kanan capture him.
3: Here's what... um uh, Why... First of all, I hate Chopper. Second of all, <laughs> I, I don't know when BB... R2-D2 can fly an X-Wing. So there's... there's it's already it's submitted to evidence that... Droids can pilot ships and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What what annoys me about the chopper thing is that he has like hands popping out and he's driving it like the way a person would drive it, <laughs> as opposed to plugging into like a you know taking over the controls of the ship. Chopper's stupid, <laughs> and that's <laughs> chopper definitely. Chopper confirms that it's a kids show because that's like that's totally yeah. like yeah. He sounds like a, you know what he sounds like. He sounds like you guys remember Uni from the uh, Dungeons and Dragons cartoon. Yeah. Oh. It sounds like uni uni with his batteries running out. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: How do you feel when chopper gets
3: does something good and then flexes with his little arms? Oh, it's, it's great. He's such a, he's such a rascal. You gotta love him, though. I do. (laughs) Yes.
0: One thing I will say about this whole thing though, is this is another, I harp on this a lot, but Uh this is another example that empire gets in a lot of trouble because they won't lock any of their doors. Like <laughs> Chopper <laughs> kicks the top of that TIE fighter open and opens the door. How, do you know how weird it is for an astromech droid to be able to kick with its little nub foot and just <laughs> open up a TIE fighter? If you just lock the door, then that dude wouldn't have gotten shot.
3: I hope they don't have blasters Fair. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Nope. So we go to inside the Sith temple after, Oh yeah, I should say he got the Inquisitor gets shot and he gets captured by Ahsoka and Kanan. Um, And then we shoot back to inside the Sith temple with Ezra and Maul to get in. The old master explains that they must interchangeably lift heavy stones like a master and apprentice would, which I thought this mechanic was actually really interesting.
1: Um, And there's like a whole thing that two, no more, no less are the (laughs) ones who have to enter. Right. And I like this line that Maul calls this and this is. I can't wait to start another metal band because I found the title <laughs> of my next album. Uh, he calls this a, a place of worship or an engine of destruction.
0: <sighs> mm. Engine of destruction should be the band name. Yeah. Mm. That it.
2: has to be a band name.
0: right? Yeah, <laughs> it, has <to. laughs> it has to. A mall themed band name. They all right. paint their face like that. I'm oh in. that's cool okay I'm in I'd go do that show or <laughs> they all have robot legs <laughs> <laughs> they all have to chop themselves in half and then build robot legs if they're dedicated they'll do it yeah mm, if they're metal
1: enough could do it with Guar. it'll be awesome yeah <laughs> um, uh, side note I played a, a show a, a show with Guar in high school not in wow. the band my band opened for Guar. <laughs> so it's very nice. cool The amount of people there didn't make me feel very cool because I wasn't very many. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's
0: surprising. Isn't Guar like sneakily big?
1: Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Or they were.
1: Yeah, they were. And we played a show with them in Danville, California. Nowhere. (laughs) Like, it was great.
0: It's like the Ritz-Carlton of Northern California, just for reference. (laughs) So not a lot of Guar people there. Um, so one other thing I like about this little contraption to get into the temple. So we saw a Lothal temple earlier in the series and it's the same thing. You need a master and apprentice to open it up, but it's very kind of peaceful. You know, you need to know the force so you can't just be any yahoo getting in there. Um, but you just lift it up and the temple go door opens and you go inside um this one you see ezra opens it and when he gets done he's just like exhausted he crumbles to the ground and trains so much out of him and i feel like that's a very sith thing where like you need to go through pain to get through this we're not going to make it easy we're going to be like it's it's like a tough mutter race (laughs) to get through here um so i think Mm -hmm. that's pretty interesting about the sith side of things
1: yeah, and I like that there's a physical toll from using the force. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something I really like um, because if the force is this thing that, you know, flows through us all and, like, is a part of you, then, like, using it and building it back up seems like it, it should take a, a toll on you, right, to exert <laughs> this. So I like that. I like that there's that.
2: Yeah, it's too much easy forcing. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> easy forcing.
0: Mm-hmm. How many, Um, that, by the way, that's my soft... Rock album name.
3: Right. Easy forcing. Uh, easy, easy forcing. You do soft rock covers of speed metal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Um, how many people do you think were just squashed?
0: Can you imagine like the person who just lets it slip real quick and just gets squashed and then like Sith mm. droids need to come scrape them up out of the bottom or something like that?
2: Uh, again, then there's a little, you know, hole, perfect outline <laughs> of their body. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, if, uh, from about here in the episode until the end goes into what I think of as the Temple of Doom segment. Oh, mm-hmm. totally. So, uh, yeah, I totally would feel like there should be a skeleton somewhere like in all these <laughs> corners. It would have been cool if there
3: was like crushed, you know, there were bones underneath the the rocks yeah. that fall, you know what I mean? <laughs> Other people who tried to get through and, you know, like, uh, like when Indiana Jones saw his old friend, when you know, right, the guy yeah. tried to get forest to the Hall. forest, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a nice detail. So they get yeah. inside, and speaking
0: of tough mudder races, they see a holocron across this huge chas- chasm, and Maul says it's a test of courage to jump across. So, how they get across is Maul used the Force to kind of fling him across like a
1: trebuchet. Is that what he's supposed to do? Do you think that's how they're supposed to work in unison? I don't know if this—that was just like a hack. They're like, this is a workaround <laughs> for how you're supposed to actually do it. I mean, it works, I guess.
0: Yeah, I can't imagine how else you'd get across.
1: I don't know. What if it was like again an Indiana Jones thing where it's just like faith—just step out and you're there. It's, there's a bridge, you're fine.
3: Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ezra Bridger.
1: Oh, <laughs> wow. Full circle. Yeah. Full circle.
0: Um, so Ezra goes to the middle of this thing, and there's a holocron, a Sith holocron, so it's kind of a weird triangle thing, which I think this design's pretty cool. And he grabs the holocron, and then the temple starts opening up, and this platform that he's on
1: starts going up. And
0: so I because, think... Because,
1: yeah, because he didn't replace it with a bag of sand. Continue. <laughs>
0: <laughs> totally. <laughs> I think that that's the uh, super weapon powering up. The one that I mentioned before.
1: Mm, okay. Yeah. So they're
0: priming the laser, I guess. Um, but one thing about this holocron, we mentioned Latin, I believe, before. There's actually mm-hmm. the Arabesh. I don't know. I couldn't tell this. This is what's what it said on the Star Wars site. So I think it's actually true that the arabesh at the bottom of or whatever language is at the bottom of the holocron is upside down latin and it says
2: Hmm.
0: whoa in umbris protestus est which is latin for in the shadows there is power
2: yeah Mm. um, that's interesting
0: yeah i like that upside
1: down latin yeah is that all arabesh is (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, it must not be arabish because again, if you're supposed to be like some ancient Sith thing, it's got to be like yeah some ancient
1: Sith language. Right. Well, Ahsoka at the beginning of the episode, something that I missed, she calls it when she gets to whatever that monolith thing is. She mm-hmm. calls it you know, there's language written in the old tongue. Yeah, which I don't. I, I feel like I've never heard that before in Star Wars. Like, what's the old tongue? Yeah. Uh, I don't
3: know. Some high yeah. fantasy stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Well, you which know is what? Cool. I hope I, I hope I never find out. I guess.
3: Well, you know what it literally is. Oh, you will. Yeah. Uh,
1: what is it literally?
0: It's the markings from that Ralph MacQuarie painting that was in the uh, Masai every, temple.
1: Everything in the show is a Ralph MacQuarie yeah. something.
0: There's at least <laughs> two or three references about Ralph MacQuarie every single episode. But one cool thing I like about it is that that those the old tongue, which we found out it's called in this episode, it shows up in the Sith temple. It also shows up in the Jedi temple. And then later in the series, we won't talk too much about this, it shows up in The Place Between Worlds.
1: Oh, that's um, an awesome episode. Yeah.
0: So I think it's interesting that they're, they're kind of blurring the lines between the Sith and the Jedi. You know, they both are using these same ancient ruins with the same language back in the day, which I think is kind of cool.
1: Yeah, which I like too. I like that they both have holocrons because, again, the one part of the Force I really like is the balance. The mm-hmm. balance of good and evil and how, you know, they cannot exist with one another and to light a candle is to cast a shadow. And I love this whole ideal of, idea of balance, which I think is replicated in the movies, in the original tri- tri- trilogy and the sequels pretty mm-hmm. well. So I like sticking to that vague path of forced spirituality. Yeah. So moving on, we have... Ezra is, has a, he's at a point where he has to make a decision between trusting Maul or I guess just sitting on this elevator while it goes up and (laughs) potentially crushes him. I didn't know what the end point was going to be, but he (laughs) takes a chance and he jumps off the temple and Maul catches him at the last second. And we have a moment where Maul, we think maybe Maul will just grab the holocron or will he save Ezra as well? Yeah, a way for him yeah. to grab
3: the holocron is without getting Ezra. I guess he could forcefully separate him. Do mm. you do that? Yeah,
1: I think so. Yeah. I mean, in the mall, I know from Phantom Menace, like from the movie, I think would have done that. Cut off his hand? Yeah. He seems right, like a pretty yeah. brutal dude.
3: Can you can you lift up a piece of paper and rip it in half with the force? You know what I mean? Like, can you pull in two different directions huh. like that? Hmm. I wonder
0: I wonder if there's like in a certain amount of force power you can put into each hand so it's like 50 psi per hand and if you do it together it's 100 psi maybe <laughs> that's
2: how it works I don't know Yeah doesn't do, do does anybody like open a set of doors or something or how complex can you think of examples can you, can you
1: do <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm. write a novel with the force yeah can you mm-hmm. use a keyboard with the force
2: I don't know we'll, we'll have to keep an eye out for that a giant keyboard. Like the, the piano <laughs> from big. You could probably use it before yeah. this.
0: You mean a malachord from big? Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> there it is. Um, I also like this little this little line as the the thing opens up. You shoots back to Kanan and he's like, Why do I know Ezra's involved in this somehow?
3: That's a good that's a good line. Totally. Yeah. And
0: also you'll notice uh, that one of the coolest things about the design of this whole place that I love is the ground that they fell through. You can see all these little holes. It's probably other people falling through to to their deaths, (laughs) Um, but it kind of looks like a starry sky. It's a really cool effect, but there's one big hole over the top of the temple. And I think that's more evidence that it's a super weapon that when it shot Mm -hmm. up, it went through the big hole. It made a big hole above it.
1: Right. That's just a guess though. Are you thinking like this is an organic death star?
0: Mm -hmm. (sighs) Maybe organic Uh. because it's powered by Kyber crystals.
1: Yeah, in a temple. I don't know. And yeah. No antibiotics or <laughs> pesticides. Yeah. Yeah. This is a non-GMO Death Star. <laughs> right. Perfect. Um,
0: so we go back. So while the eighth brother, we come to find out that is the Inquisitor that is captured. Um, they're distracted by this temple opening up and they turn around and he presses a button on his little comlink thing. And that summons the two other baddies, the yeah. fifth brother and the seventh sister.
1: Yep. Hmm. Uh, I, I think this is the most lightsabers we've ever seen ignited <laughs> it's a lot of sabers, in Rebels. Yeah. Maybe in all of Star Wars. The, oh, no, well, not yeah. in all of Star Wars. Cla- Attack of the Clones. Uh, uh, Attack of the Clones, there's a ton. <laughs> uh, but for sure in Rebels, this is the most lightsabers we've seen consecutively ignited. Mm-hmm.
3: What do you guys think of the helicopter thing? Hate it. Yeah, I hate it too, actually. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Well, I'm just it's goofy enough where I'm like, that's c- clever. You know what i mean yeah my gut instinct was to not like it but i'm like well it's kind of silly so therefore i should like it (laughs) yeah it's most pretentious
0: yeah i don't know how the tech of lightsaber works which i'm sure we'll get into at one point um but to me it feels like do the blades have any mass to them like how would they
3: actually propel you magic (laughs) the force (laughs) it's like thor's hammer i mean it doesn't make any sense but fair Right, okay, it, 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 well, I don't know it's gonna it's gonna be
2: grumpy again, go for it, no, <laughs> okay. then I wanna sound like I'm gonna sound like that space Andy Rooney the we way <laughs> <about. laughs> see a bibble, yeah, I think yeah. visually, I like it, I think
0: then I get analytic and pedantic, which is my thing, and then I get grumpy, right, um, but then you get sleepy, <laughs>
3: yeah, um, <laughs> and you get dopey, <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. I honestly don't know another seven dwarf. I'm trying to rack my brain. (laughs) Um, Sneezy. Is that one?
3: Sneezy bashful.
0: Perfect. I got one. Um, So all the inquisitors are there. They ignite a million lightsabers and there's a big old battle starting right as Maul and Ezra come out the door. Luckily that holocron unlocks doors in the temple which is handy, I guess. So they don't have to lift those doors again and they just come out and see all the stuff out there.
3: Ezra! Kanan! Ahsoka! I brought help! Ma! The shadow. What
2: fun! (laughs) What fun!
0: (laughs) So I think there's a couple interesting things here. First of all, Everyone kind of pauses and looks at Maul, and they recognize him, obviously, because the Inquisitors were sent there to hunt him down. And Ahsoka knows him, which is interesting to me because she never actually met him in the Clone Wars. We've never seen the, the two of them. Oh, interact. really? Yeah. So hmm. I wonder if that's an indication of them meeting during the Siege of
2: Mandalore, which was um, just
0: announced.
1: They could just be social media friends, too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. that's true. I recognize him from his profile picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's probably just how they know each other. Oh, no. I mean, I doubt they had thought this far in adva- that far in advance, but um, I like that theory. This is my theory, though. This is my actual theory, okay. is because sure. the
0: Siege of Mandalore was supposed to be like an actual, like they wrote it. They knew the plot points and oh, we know yeah. that Maul yeah. is there. We know Ahsoka's there. Um, so I wonder if that was a plot point. So Dave Filoni was just kind of like, well, we know they meet at some point, so yeah, let's just do that to make sure it's canon. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I did a George Lucas impression when I'm talking about that. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't
1: want to <laughs> call you out on that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's actually, I think that's pretty reasonable. Nice. And then and in that in Ahsoka book, she does mention Maul, so okay. possibly some crossover there. Yep.
0: Um, and then, this is a fun touch too, he sees all of them fighting. Ezra runs into this fray of things to go help his friends, and Maul just starts chuckling. He just goes What fun <laughs> Which I think is a sick little touch.
1: Also, I like that they um, and I'm wondering if it's a reference, but they call him the Shadow, and, oh, and yeah, maybe it's too obvious, but are they is he is that in reference to the Shadow Collective? Which is something isn't that an mm, organization maybe. that yeah. Maul created? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I don't, is it? I'm I'm not sure. I I could yeah, throw that things. out there.
0: In Clone Wars, cr- he like brings together yeah. all the syndicates because he knows he can't. He can't beat Palpatine by himself, so he becomes like basically a crime lord to try to beat Palpatine.
1: Okay, so maybe he's like the shadow of the Shadow Collective,
3: huh? Maybe. But he runs the Shadow Collective, and he runs the Crimson Dawn Red Circle. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Crimson Tide or whatever that is. <laughs> so He's
0: they, an
1: entrepreneur. Yeah. yeah. Right.
0: They haven't fleshed this out yet, but in Clone Wars, spoilers for Clone Wars, I guess, that he has this big plan where he gets all these gangs together and then Palpatine just shows up with his lightsabers and just kills everyone. It's like, so much for your little plan and just kills <laughs> kills everyone and his crew so Bald doesn't have anyone. He kills his brother in this, which is what he references earlier. Um and so I get the impression that in Solo, this is after he had lost the Shadow Collective. So he's like, oh, that didn't work. I'll just try to make another gang or something.
1: Mm-hmm. But yeah, conjecture again. So Crimson Dawn down, Collective Shadow Collective up. Yeah, something like that, whatever yeah. order. And, yeah, And I think the episode ends well. I mm-hmm. There's a lot of two-part episodes in Rebels to, as of this point. And I think this is the best ending. Um, mm-hmm. So far, I think this is worthy of a two-part episode. There have been two-part episodes that are basically glorified fishing trips where I'm like, <laughs> I don't care that much. Yeah. This one, I think, is worthy of it.
3: Yeah, totally.
0: Cool. So that's all I have. Does anyone else have any other
3: notes for the episode? Um, I have two two other see. things. Go ahead. Number one, uh, when the doors, when uh, Ezra was raising the doors... Mm-hmm and then you go and they said the sound effects sounded like um, like a some kind of beast. A, mm-hmm. like growl when the doors were open i guess like they were descending deeper into you know the whale or whatever yeah
0: what if they just have those like mm-hmm. halloween sensors like you have that when someone walks mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. and it just mm-hmm. makes like a spooky oh, totally, sound yeah.
2: like cackling mm-hmm. witch yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh
3: and second of all when um ezra is trying to you know he's like i don't want to use the dark side and um and maul's like come on you know the things he says uh you know you through uh Passion, you're, you're, through passion mm-hmm. through passion you gain strength and he says uh, he says you have to break the chains and things like that and mm-hmm. all these things are from the sith code. Yeah. The sith code starts through passion. I gain strength oh, and the last yeah. line is through victory. My chains are broken mm-hmm. the force shall set me free. So he's if Ezra was a bit uh, more educated about the sith and then, then you know Maul was definitely uh, hiding in plain sight.
1: What's funny mm. is, out of context, those statements like sound like they could be sewed on anybody anybody's pillow at home. But they don't sound <laughs> that bad. Like through passion, you gain strength. I'm like, eh, that's not awful.
3: Yeah, it's well, definitely I mean, the opposite of the Jedi, though.
1: Yeah, Jedi, are, right. you're
3: not supposed to be passionate. Yeah, yeah. Even, you're yeah. supposed to stretch out with your feelings, but you're not supposed to be passionate.
1: But don't use your. But don't use them. <laughs> Just look at them. Yeah. Don't use them.
3: Right. Just stretch, stretch them out them every
0: once in a while, so they don't. <laughs>
1: yeah. They don't stretch. Totally don't run. run. Right: <laughs> Yeah, there you go.
0: speaking of the set in the dark side, too, there was one note I actually just remembered that I liked is when they do go through those doors and Ezra collapses, like I mentioned. They kind of set it up where I think Maul is saying exactly what you, you were you were saying, and Ezra's still on his knees from collapsing, and I feel like that's kind of like a subtle nod to his subconscious that he's kind of accepting Maul's friendship and maybe leading down that path of being his apprentice, which obviously Maul is angling for. Mm. Uh, It's kind of the introduction of Dark Ezra, which is a a theme I like going forward. Yeah. I
1: uh, Yeah, it just feels like it's a little too reminiscent of Luke. Like, you know, is Luke going to turn? I don't know.
0: Everyone, everyone. I mean, that's Star Wars.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fair. Well, how we like to end our episodes is with a rating scale that uh, we give to each episode Mm -hmm. uh, that's based on your currently favorite piece of Star Wars to your least favorite thing in Star Wars. Peter, do you want to give an example of what your scale is and how you would rate this episode? Sure. So right now, my favorite thing in
0: Star Wars is the Last Jedi throne room battle with all the Praetorian Guards. Um, my least favorite thing in Star Wars right now is the 1997 hit jizz song by, called Jedi Rocks from the Return of the Jedi special re-release. Mm. Which, I don't know how I've never brought this up before, but I actually did some research on Jedi Rocks. Wikipedia said the song's lyrics, which were improvised on the spot by singer Sy Snoodles, were so saucy sure that he embarrassed the prudish Bib Fortuna. Huh. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. I, know, I just thought that was a fun fact. So, yeah, his like favorite that. thing,
2: Jedi rocks. I never knew he was a prude. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I like I the idea of sensitive Bib, Bib Fortuna. I, I know. And yeah, I like saucy no sliced <laughs> 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 Um
0: So, between that scale, I give this episode Han Solo going, in a Ooh. In A New Hope, which is an A- Plus, I think oh, this is right. this two part episode is the highlight of Rebels to me.
1: All right, so oh, that's great. My scale, you know, I felt similarly about this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay if no one else did, uh, but my scale is currently my favorite thing is the death of Yoda on Dagobah when you see Luke turn around and the lights kind of go dim. Did it's you like almost say thrilling. the death
0: of yogurt? like From spaceballs, yeah,
1: yeah, I did. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, the death of Yoda, because I think that's such a just a really well done scene. It's not over over the top. Uh, that's my favorite thing. Least favorite thing currently is Han Solo got his last name from a cheeky Imperial. Oh,
3: I didn't even think mm. of Solo stuff. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just not my bag. Um, I'm going to give this episode a, you know appropriately so a mall Darth Maul pacing back and forth (laughs) while Qui-Gon Jinn is sitting and meditating um, in the Phantom Menace which is a rare moment of the prequels that I especially love um and this is an A plus episode for me and there aren't very there are probably four or five A pluses and this is one of the episodes that I give it to um so uh, how about Alex? Do you have a uh, Do you have a scale you can think of?
3: Uh, yeah, it's funny. I use one of the same uh, references you did. Uh, my favorite moment is currently Han Solo uh, showing up at the Battle of Yavin. Uh, and Mm -hmm. uh, my least favorite thing is Han Solo mugging his way through Return of the Jedi. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. And uh, I would say if you if you're counting the whole season finale, Mm -hmm. I would give it an A plus. If you're breaking it down episode by episode, I will give them both B Mm. pluses. Interesting.
2: Mm. I like that. It was like a
0: synergy. I don't know
3: where that uh, where that puts it. Maybe uh, (laughs) Han Solo standing in the cockpit of the force awakens and stuff that scene all like that. right perfect i really like that uh, Um pete?
2: okay over to you pete uh let's see my scale would probably be uh i think i have to go back to my old standbys that my from a from a scale of you know best moment being gold squadron starting their attack run and that whole thing <laughs> in the, the death star mm-hmm and then low point probably um, C three PO losing his head in the Pitnick <laughs> Arena. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's um, rough. So in between those two, I mean, I, I this I didn't hate this, and I didn't it didn't make me want to watch that much more. Though, so it's okay. It's in the middle <laughs> there somewhere for me. It's like a, uh, it's kind of like the destruction of Star Killer Base, mm. where it's just like okay, this isn't. I'm not bored, but I'm also not. I'm not that uh, super thrilled. I've seen it kind of before a little bit, but it's all right.
1: Nice. I like that. What's that grade? What's that grade translation?
2: Hmm. Hmm. If I feel like there's such a huge gap between C plus and B minus, (laughs) even though it's only a Mm. matter, it's a fine line, but I don't know where I, but I, 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 you know what, Uh, let's in order to make myself not feel more curmudgeonly, (laughs) uh, let's go B minus.
1: Beautiful. I like that. Imagine yourself as a better person. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to have more fun. Nice.
0: Cool. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. We really appreciate it. Um, we, where can people find you on the internet?
3: Well, we are the co-hosts of the Star Wars Minute podcast. Star Wars is, Minute. Uh, <laughs> Minute. We've we've made our way through uh, Star Wars Empire, Return of the Jedi, and the prequels, and we're going to be starting up The Force Awakens in the uh, autumn. That's mm-hmm. crazy! So, <laughs> so it's a perfect time to catch up if you've never heard the show before.
1: Oh, Pete, no. uh, Peter and I have been. Peter showed me, turned me on show. That was back when st- the original came out. Has it yeah. been that long? That's really weird to me that you guys are you, into the Disney era. it has got to feel weird for you if it feels weird for me.
3: Yeah. I feel like we just suddenly did a big time jump where now we're talking about stuff that just happened, you know, a couple of weeks ago, as opposed to stuff that happened when I was a small child. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> cool. Um, you have some other podcasts, right? What What else should people check out?
3: Well,
2: uh, Alex also does, uh, with his brother, he does a movie-by-minute show called Godfather Minute, where they mm-hmm. go through the movie The Godfather minute-by-minute, uh, minute, and they do it weekly. Uh, so that'll take them, you know, the rest of their lives, I'm sure. <laughs> Long time. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: and I also, for people out there, I was, I'm a big fan of Alphabetical, which is done another Beatles podcast if you guys are out. So I don't know, check out the websites, check them out on Twitter. Really, really cool stuff. You're involved with a lot of stuff. So again, yeah. and,
1: and Pete, you so you're much. doing ABC Devo right now too, right? Yeah. With, uh, with a couple of other, uh,
2: movies by minute podcasters and, a, and an unaffiliated friend for doing <laughs> a, uh. Uh, same thing for Alphabetical where we went alphabetically through all the Beatles songs, except we're doing it uh, for Devo, which is. Uh, Do, it uh, for said, <laughs> yeah. Do it for Devo.
1: Do it for Devo.
2: Maybe one day we always talk about maybe one day we'll revisit Alphabetical somehow. But right. uh, I, don't know. I think you should go through
1: the movies, the mm. Beatles movies, which are my favorite. By minute. By minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah,
0: I also like the term unaffiliated friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh cool. So you can check us out. Our username on everything is Rebels Rebels Pod. So that's Twitter or Instagram or Rebels pod at gmail.com. You can always get a hold of us by leaving us a review on iTunes as well. We'll read it out on a bonus episode. So say some funny stuff. Give us your Star Wars grading scale because we would love to hear what your favorite thing and least favorite thing is. And in the meantime. Stay tuned for part two of Twilight of the Apprentice.
1: Yep. And uh, until next time, remember to be brave out there and don't look back. Don't look back. Bye. See you. Bye. <laughs> so long.